had a really weird moment earlier when I was uh, putting I was putting some wiper blades away, and I was can't I was listening to uh, I can't even think what podcast I was listening to. Someone was like calling in, and they were talking about some weird sleep experience they had with aliens. And I was like, oh yeah, that was really weird. Was, yeah, and it was just a kind of a weird experience, and then. For some reason, it triggered a memory of me being in my bathroom, being scared to take my lift my top up over myself, and like be covered because I was worried, and I can't remember. I can and having remembered this moment, I can't remember why I thought this happened, because when I was younger, I was terrified of taking my top off in a bathroom, because I felt like. There could be vampires in the corners. <laughs> I don't know why I assumed this. And it's not like I was... This was when I was, say, like, three. This was a weird thought I had going up. Because I can remember having it in my house, in my, like, second house in Spain. So I was there... Oh, sorry, my third house. So I was like, I was at least 11... <laughs> When I still was wary about taking my shirt off. Because each time I was remembering back, so I feel like something horrendous possibly happened to me. (laughs) (laughs) It's just been buried away. Yeah, and it's buried under a weird fear of vampires. (laughs) Bathroom-specific vampires, though. I don't think... I didn't think vampires had a bathroom face. No, I don't think they do! I feel like my brain's just configured this weird vampire-based fear from a maybe repressed trauma? I don't know. But I had the weird thing that I was... And I remember, and I was like, holy shit. And I think back to the weird quote, and I'm like, yeah, when I was a kid, I was terrified of being... And I would always, like, launch the door and stuff. Because I still assumed the the vampires were coming into the bathroom. Which, again... Why the bathroom only? Maybe I had it in other places and don't remember, but specifically remember being real scared in the bathroom. Do you know anyone that looks like a vampire from that time in your life? I don't know, but I have the that vampire like the the V the what's it called the Widow's Peak style hairline. So I don't know, which is a possible scare, possibly a family member thing. So who knows? Yeah, maybe maybe. who knows. Either do dig into it, or I don't feel like don't. I should. <laughs> I feel like I won't. I feel like it's an it's a it's a non-starter for me. <laughs> I was like, huh, just remember being horrified of the thought of having to be, like, and I do like quickly, and I and I can't remember when it stopped. You still scared of vampires, then, or? Oh uh, no, no, I honestly hadn't thought of it. I can't remember when the last time I would have ever thought of it was. It's been at least. What? It's been at least 13 years. <laughs> I'm certain. Since you were last scared of vampires. Not again, because by the end, I don't think I was scared of it. I was just acutely aware that it could be happening. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know why. Uh, but on the on the note of, of bathroom vampires, but uh, welcome back for uh, another uh, Manson Clubhouse mini episode of 109 Ocean Avenue. Uh, I'm Jamie. And I'm Jack. And uh, today we will be doing a uh, 
we will be well diving into the world of uh, medieval torture because you know we thought the world's in such a great state right now. Well, why not have a look back into when uh well, I don't know when uh, brutality was more direct, more direct and more open. <laughs> More publicly accessible. Yeah, more, more in your face. It was very in your face, the, these things that were about to happen. Uh, I went to a torture museum in um, Belgium. Belgium? Belgium, in uh, Bruges. It was pretty good. Uh, what, what, what year was this? Again, I have another childhood story. Maybe this is the story, because I have a childhood torturing story. Oh, really? Uh, this was, what, first year of uni? Me and Ashley went to uh, Bruges. And we were like walking oh, down the street well, and stumbled across a torture museum. So we're like, uh, yes, we are going in there. Was it like, oh, what, how, how do the, how do the Belgs, is it? Belgiumites? Belgians? Belgians? Belgiumines? So how, how do the Bel, how do the Belgians do it differently than any of these other European ones? Or is it just the same? Just the same. It was kind of just like a torture museum. Nothing like specific to that that country mm. oh oh just standard maze on fair torture yeah it was pretty good uh, highly I recommend think there was lots of there was lots of um car batteries tied to things <laughs> there was like necklacing like they do in south africa just showing a, a tire burning that kind of just mo- all modern day or just old school torture just old school there was like a mask of shame uh i think then there was like a uh, guy dressed up as an executioner Oh, nice. And an actual guy dressed up as an executioner or... No, a mannequin. Okay. And then like a, you know, like the stocks that you were put into where you like heads through the hole. Oh, the yeah. Yeah. Apparently those were, those went on your feet as well. There was, there was one, oh, yeah. there was like the stocks and then there's one that's just on your feet. This, this, yeah. I'm but... looking at a picture of one where you got like your hands through and then your feet through the bottom as well. Yeah. And you're kind of just left there suspended. Yeah, it looks real uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. But your ab, your, the ab workout from, like, keeping yourself up, your core would That be core solid. strength. Oh, my God. Imagine the core workout. You'd have, you'd have like, abs like white Jesus. It would be great. That's, like... <laughs> you would be, you would get, um... There's a word that I hadn't heard before, I don't think, until I was listening to... Oh, again, before we get into the full torture, I have started listening to... I think one of the best podcasts ever, and it's called, um, it's Real Friends Fake Doctors, or maybe it's Fake Fake Doctors Real Friends, and it is uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison from Scrubs yes. rewatching old Scrubs episodes with members of the Scrubs cast and crew, and it's they're doing an episode, and it's probably the best thing, and honestly, the jingle to it. Is one of my favorite things ever because it's like they're, they're both sick. They sing this amazing jingle about which is them watch it, watching it, and it's perfect and it's just so goddamn wholesome. But I found it through, I was listening to another a Pete Holmes podcast with Zach Braff was on it, and like three minutes in, they start referring to Brad Pitt's abs in the Fight Club film, and they refer to his. Him as having cum gutters, <laughs> which is the probably the worst thing. Yeah, I've heard that recently somewhere else as well. And, oh, and, 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 and it was, but the workout from being in the stocks. Imagine if you were like, I don't know, like vagrancy continuously. So you kept getting put in the stocks. The cum gutters that you would develop. Oh, it'd be so deep. Like the, was it the Mariana's Trench? <laughs> but I can't, I honestly, I've, Picture the word. I thought of the word cum gutters now so many, so far too many times. 
because of that. Um, but yeah, let's um, let's go in. Let's just get into a few of these fun little. I mean, I don't think any of them were very fun for people. Torture methods. Oh no, I think none of them were fun for anyone. Like the well, the sadists that were bloody doing the torturing. I'm sure they enjoyed it greatly. Oh yeah, although um, maybe not a couple of them, but hey, I don't think I'd enjoy the two I've picked out. I don't think I'd enjoy performing them. No, no you wouldn't uh, enjoy that. See, one of them, which I feel like I'm going to start off, which is definitely my favourite of the horrible, of the horrible, horribleness, which is uh, one that comes from, apparently it has its origins in ancient Greece. And it's called, refers to as the brazen bull. Ah, oh, this is one of my favourites. I was going to, I was going to pick this one. And then I was like, no, I'm going to stick with medieval sort of stuff. This is like my favourite one of all time. <laughs> This this fucking torture, I was like, oh my god! I was like, so basically, what you do is you build a nice big copper bull, and it's because this is it revolves. So you bring your copper bull, and what you do is you bring put vents, you put a little door in the back of it, and then you put vents in its nostrils. So and then you put you take your person who was uh, I think they the originally comes from. From they try to kill a tyrant called like Alcara for some reason. No, oh, there's no real reason. <laughs> I was looking. I was like, what, what was the reason they did it? They were like, oh, this would be the most horrible thing that someone could think of. So basically, the I some there was a guy in ancient Greece looking for a a, way, a horrible way of. I was like, I want a real bad way to torture someone to death. Some great guy came up with this idea. So you make the you make your bull. And then you you put your your baddie in it, or just person that you don't like, really. And then you take the bull, and then you put it under. The, you put a fire under it. So when the person is slowly cooking alive and screaming, the bull's like all reverberating, and then steam pours out of its nose. So it looks like it's going to do the off thing that when you see bulls and they do have their nose coming out with like steam. Yeah, well, apparently it's but the it's, way they were shaped on the inside, um, it was when people screamed, it would like make the noise of like a screaming like bull. That's fucking incredible engineering. From what I've read, yeah. Would... What kind of sicko? So you wouldn't actually hear the person scream. You'd just hear this like guttural bull. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's amazing. But I feel like if you slowly roast me alive in a metal object, me and the bull are probably making similar noises. <laughs> Yeah, there's no engineering needed. That's how it's going to sound. Oh, my God. Just, yeah, I'm sure there's pretty fucking guttural because I imagine a brass ball would get hot real quickly. I think it was either like brass and copper as well they used, which obviously both of them heat up like insanely quick. Yeah, those are both very conductive metal. So it's like how immediate roasting it is. It wouldn't be. I feel like it was pro- probably worse than burning alive. Oh, yeah. I think if you burnt alive, you'd pass out quicker. Yeah, definitely. You're just being a uh, hot cook. Oh, oh, just imagine it. Well, this would slowly melt your skin as well, as it would, your skin would probably stick oh, to you the inside. Oh, you sloth into a paste. Oh, it's like being in a slow cooker. You're brazen. You'd pull apart the seams. But technically speaking, if you want, if you were getting into cannibalism, that would be the way to do it. What, just uh, throw somebody in and cook them off in there? I don't think I'd want to eat somebody after hearing that, though. You don't have to hear it in this method. So basically, if you want to turn it into your human oven, one, they can be dead 
already. Oh, you don't have no. to put them in. You don't have to kill the person. <laughs> Always straight jump and do that. I was just saying in the survival needs. So imagine if... Okay, so the, the, I'll paint you the scene. We're in a... We're in somewhere in Greece. We've gone on... I don't know why, but we're we're in a, on... We've, we've decided to, you know what? Take some us time. Yeah. We've, the, the coronavirus thing's been lifted. We're on Padmos. Is that a Greek island? It sounds, sounds it. right. <laughs> So we're sitting and we're in a we're in a beautiful resort when suddenly out of I mean, there's just we we've we've rented out the villa. We've got money in this situation because you know the stock market collapsed and luckily all that bitcoin we found that at my access code, that Bitcoin wallet that has like six bitcoins in <laughs> from twenty years ago. So we're sitting there, we've got we've got a lovely little cut, and then terrible tsunami comes through and wipes out most of Padmoth. Most of it, but and it washes. Unfortunately, a load of people that have recently—they're like marathon, not marathon runners, because they'll probably be too tight. Tough. What's a slow? What's a slow-paced sport? But that people are still fit, but not overtoned. Golf. Golf. Nah, golf's way too slow. Yeah, but slow enough that you're doing it. You've, you've, but your muscles are getting worked, so it's all nice and healthy. But you're not tough. Like cycling, possibly. No, that's too tough. That's too tough. Well, you wouldn't. We wouldn't need the legs then. Yeah, I reckon that. But the ass cheek of a sight. But kind of base of you want. You want it like a weightlifter. It's kind of it's rugby rugby is what you want. You want so. So luckily for us, well, very unlucky for them though. uh, (laughs) The Greek national rugby team. The European, the Greek national. No, not even the Greek national rugby team because that would be too much. And then you know the bad thing about me. What they are. They're the Greek Vegan Society's rugby team. Unfortunately, have all perished. The tsunami. They were on. They were unfortunately they were on a boat made of wheat wicker, and um, they couldn't survive. Luckily, all of their life jackets were made of hemp, and um, fortunately, hemp is just it's really densely um absorbent. So they all they all they all unfortunately drowned, and it's very sad. But we're also now. It's very sad for them, yeah, but they've also washed up on the little bit of sand that has surrounded our cabana. I, I, I'm changed it, but we're lucky. It was a Cuban-themed resort we were staying in in Greece. Oh, cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and it's uh, it's just our cabana now, and but it's very got very well solar panelled, and um, luckily the freezer. There's two big like uh, there's the big walk-in freezer because it's commercial space. So we uh. The first thing, well, we washed up there. It was like we could be rescued in a mi- in a minute, so we don't do anything. But somehow the tsunami was so big it wiped out loads of Europe. But luckily, everyone in Europe was on holiday, so everyone else is fine. So anyway, we, we <laughs> we've got the rugby team, and what's next to us is the Greek Museum of Torture. I'm saying in that regards, yeah, it's definitely the best way to cook human. They come. They'd also come pre-salted from the ocean as well. They've got, they're, pre- they're preserving themselves. Yeah, preserved, pre-salted, ready just to throw in. Perfect. A few, a few onions in there. A few peppers, a bit of garlic. We're good to go. And luckily they had all those in their pockets. We're being vegan. As you know, the Greek Vegan Rugby Society never travel more than five metres out of, out, off land without stuffing because they know the they know the the four bourbon rule. Because unfortunately enough, they took the the keys from the the alive the group of the other group of rugby players that we've spoke about who all died unfortunately in the Andes. They were like, uh, yeah. well, 
I know you've got to take at least four bourbons and for an hour. They're always packing peppers. Fucking hell. <laughs> right. So, uh, should we talk about another torture device? So this one's called the wheel, also known as uh, the breaking wheel or the Catherine wheel, like the firework. Mm. That's where it got its name from. Nice. Well, not the torture device. The firework got its name from that because St. Catherine of Alexandra was executed using the breaking wheel uh, for refusing to renounce her Christian beliefs. Uh, it was most commonly used... We don't name things like that anymore, do no, we? No, we don't. It's a shame. I don't feel like anyone gets killed this way anymore, though. Um, so explain the wheel. The last known use of the wheel as an execution method was used in Prussia in 1841. That's way too recent. Yeah, quite a few of them, if you look into them, are all way too recent for any form of like... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm like, everything was like, oh, so that ended in the 15th century. Oh, that was um, 1901. Okay. Yeah. No, 1930. Wow. All right. Cool. <clears throat> it was used a lot in the Roman Empire as well as a form of punishment for highwaymen and thieves, normally those that had committed murder while doing that. So can you, um, can could you just use the wheel a little bit? No, it was normally fully. Like it was at a death. Yeah, so like it was, you always it was die. Pretty much. Exactly like a wheel off a wooden cart that you can imagine. Yep. Steel rim around <laughs> the outside spokes in it the process was split up into two parts first the unlucky criminal will be laid down on a platform normally in view of everyone it was a very public showing yeah they love they love a public display oh, yeah. of torture well it was to put everyone off it was a form of like uh entertainment let's call it what what it was it was a form of entertainment <laughs> it was to discourage others from committing crimes and also light entertainment on a Saturday night. Yeah, other well, it was just, let's 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 get, say what it actually is. It was to discourage other poor people <laughs> from committing crime. Yeah, <laughs> you can just go and like do whatever you like to these poor people. So they'd be placed on this viewing platform, sometimes with wooden planks underneath joints and underneath the legs and arms, uh, just to help with the uh, breaking of bones. And then the executioner would pick up the wheel and start at the feet and go up to the head, just constantly smashing, the, throwing the wheel at the bones to just to break oh. them up as much as possible. Oh my God, that's so horrendous. It's like a James Bond villain. Yeah. And then if you were very lucky, whoever was overseeing the execution could call for the executioner to take a couple of swift blows at your neck and call it a day. And that would be it done for you. Okay, yeah. If not, onto the second part in which you'd be braided into the spokes of the wheel Oh no, braided. Because obviously now your bones are like broken and you just... Oh, how are you still alive? How are people still alive like that? I have no idea. <laughs> that thing. Oh. Again, you could be spared some mercy at this point and you could be decapitated or garroted by the executioner if it was deemed fit. Oh, they love the garrot. They just love straight up garroting people. Otherwise, you'd be put on top of a pole and sat on top of there and basically be left for as long as it took. For you to die and for the birds to feast on you. Or that's fucked up. You could also have a fire lit underneath you and be set alight that way. Depending on how they felt. The thing is, what did you do to get that done to you? I have no idea. All of these punishments seem to range from oh, we garroted him because he's we he stole something. I'm like, what? He stole <laughs> something? Yeah, so we killed him. And I was like, okay. And they're like, yep, he slept with another man's wife. I was like, oh, okay. So we pulled at his flesh with hot pincers. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> on the on the plus side, you can get out of this. If you fall from the wheel 
at any point during the whole process, it, it was seen as an intervention from God and you were spared. You were allowed to live. And apparently they had... Well, you, not very well. No, not very well. So if you get braided on there like the worst, like like a spider that's been hit by a car going 90 miles an hour, and then you, you fall because your bones are so broken that you just bend outwards of your the knot they've tied you on with, and you hit the ground, they're like, well, that's it. God said he's fine. <laughs> Yeah. And everyone just shoves, shuffles away and leaves you there to die on the floor. Yeah, I think they did actually. They, they picked you up and they helped you get some form of recovery. Fucking hope so. And then they're like, right, you've got, you've got to pay for the price of the recovery. And then you're like, I can't pay this bill. And they're like, take him back to the wheel. Yeah, it's not it's not as instant as your death as you'd hope. There's a case of a Jewish man named Bonadies who lasted four days on top of a wheel. Oh my god. And there's also apparently a German serial killer named Christian Genaptoag who remained conscious for nine days, although it was thought he was being kept alive and just to extend his punishment. Although he actually might be a fictitious killer, along with uh similar to when uh Shawnee Bean. Uh, the Scotsman oh, we yeah, spoke that's about. Definitely the Scots fa- that's definitely fake. He doesn't have an as impressive kill count as the old Scotsman, though. So, oh well. It was actually um, also used in Scotland to punish Robert Weir in Edinburgh in 1604 for the murder of John Kinclaid, Lord of Warriston. Oh, so this was a this was like a big murder. Yeah, he'd been asked to kill the Lord by Jean Kinclaid, his wife, after she'd been suffering a pretty abusive relationship, and they were apparently going to run off together. But yeah, that's the wheel. That's the 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 wheel is. Is is horrendous. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. It's it's straight up. It's straight up awful. I wouldn't like it, but then I wouldn't like any of these, to be honest. No, n- none of these. None of these are fun. Uh, there is, of course, one of the. There's fun ones like the ones for public intoxication, which is just. It's referred to as the drunkard's cloak. What? <laughs> it's just called the drunkard's cloak, and uh, it's actually, I've got I've got a fun story from up from up your ends. In uh, 16, so it's literally what you're, it's, it's just a barrel. It's just a barrel and on outside of the barrel is pictures of drunks being idiot. Nice. So this this was made for Newcastle. And, oh, uh, yeah. I've probably been recommended to wear it at one and point. And then they said, yeah, in, a, in 1965, Ralph uh, Gardner wrote uh, that he have seen men... D- drove up and down the streets with a great tub or barrel open in the sides with down of small of their legs with the same. So basically, he's saying loads of people... <laughs> I'll just start trying to read this. So it was like, loads of people in Newcastle in six- 1655 all don in the cloak. Nice. So is it nice to know that nothing has changed? <laughs> nothing at all. <laughs> in almost 400 years. Because you don't need... You don't need the the drunkard's cloak anymore now. It's just the, the you. Um, I was trying to think of a stereotype, but I haven't seen enough Geordie Shaw uh, what, to just... make of a stereotype from there. It's probably less clothing what, now. What, what's, it's just less clothing. Yeah, it's the thing of maybe that's what it's in protest of. Maybe it's like a weird ancestral protest to the drunkard's it's cloak. The, the mini shorts in the minus like ten degrees, and they're never wearing a coat. It's just in protest of this form of punishment. And so. And a form of, so that's the fun version of what I like to refer to as barreled punishment. The drinker's cloak, you just have, you just got to walk around. So basically the thought is you've walking around with a big 
the your big barrel in your head. You can't reach your arms out. You can't drink. Uh, yeah. Can't take a drink because you're in your barrel, even though it's ridiculous because you could just like go on the side of your head and like lap up. Get someone to pour beer on your end of the barrel. Bars and venues should still use this. You know when you used to get sat, sat on the wall outside at the SU? Yes, instead of being sat, but imagine the havoc if they just let ridiculously drunk people in barrels. <laughs> just put the barrel on. Time out, guys. Just put the, just put the barrel on me and that'd be fine. Fan, I won't cause anyone any problems. You know, they're like running into people with the barrel. <laughs> Everyone's moshing, just hitting together. The two barrels see each other from across the room and just know you're going to have to run at each other. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It would be havoc. Absolute havoc. Um, there's also the barrel pillory, which is... So it's the, the less fun part because this one does have a bottom. So basically they, they, are, they climb you into it. They make you, they force you into a barrel and uh, you've got to kneel down because obviously you're in the barrel. And then they literally put a big ass cover on top of it. And then with a, with a big metal lock, they just lock you in the barrel. And you're just left there just filling up the container with your shit. For how long? However long. It's like you could be like, you could be left in there for a few days. You could be left in there for a week. Sometimes people would throw food at you and you could like get the food off you and eat that. Sometimes people would drink. Sometimes people would straight up leave you there to die. And you'd just be dying there, pissing and shitting on yourself. Ugh. And apparently like people would start getting like delirious. Like, and then they thought, and you would die re- actually really quickly. And they reckon it might even have been due to septic shock because you're just in a barrel of bacteria. Yeah, you're just <laughs> shitting yeah. and pissing and filth. <laughs> but yeah, those are two... Uh, two- Barrel-based ways. This next one almost has a kind of a nice name. The pair of anguish. This is the worst, best thing. This is this is so amazingly horrible, nice. But I can't not look at it. It doesn't look too bad when you look at the actual item, the, the pair of anguish itself, the device. It looks fine. It looks nothing. There's nothing. To it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've seen thing bigger things been put in tighter places. Oh like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's it's i mean it's it's large it's definitely as large as i would say if you make if you take your hands and try and make a pear shape yeah pear shape with two of your hands it's that large and i mean i don't want that like, the first goer it's definitely not and there's definitely no lube in this process is there <laughs> no they're not one... they're not they're not they're not greasing up the pear this was intended as a as a starter for torture maybe more like a you know the breadsticks when you get into a restaurant oh i mean if that's the amuse if that's the amuse bouche <laughs> having this happens like the aperitif if you need a palate cleanser after this it was more commonly used on women that had been accused of being witches although it was apparently also used on homosexuals and heretics of the church its main device was main, main function was just to get a confession from the victim it wasn't which ever... everything was that's the thing All, loads of this stuff was just being like just keep attacking them till they say yeah i'm a witch and it was uh, used widely by the Spanish Inquisition. They killed a lot of people. Yeah, a hell of a lot. And um, it was for people speaking out. Obviously, they used it for people speaking <laughs> out against the church. I'm sorry. What well, I need to I need to read the note that Jack wrote down because obviously I did not allow Jack to cue in his little joke that he wrote in. So I will read it to you. So he wrote widely used throughout the Spanish Inquisition. Then one of Jack's fav- famous 
And if you see any of our notes, they are riddled with, um, pa- I can't even what they're called. The- brackets. Brackets. Honestly, I couldn't think of the Spanish word. I could only have the Spanish word in my head. I was like, what the fuck are they called? Because it's parentheses. And I'm like, I always, like in my head, that's the word. So like, yeah, brackets. And it goes, didn't see them sneaking into this episode, did you? <laughs> Which... <laughs> Which again, funny, Jack. But it is this is an episode about medieval torture. So yes, <laughs> I did see the Inquisition coming. But, but everyone As saw it. Apparently, everyone. Yeah, everyone. Apparently, saw everyone saw the Inquisition coming because they let you know it was going to happen. So was that the joke? Yeah, that was, was the, the joke, joke that everyone saw the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, everyone expected it. Like, yeah, it was very it. well documented. Oh, but please go it. Dis- please describe. So picture this pair of anguish. It's normally made of iron, pear shaped. It normally had. It was normally built of between three or four strips of metal, shaped and curved, with like a screw rod going through the middle, so that when you tightened the screw rod, it opened the pair up, and when you loosened it off, it closed the pair back up again. So it would just expand and contract, and it would normally be put into the mouth if they were for heretics. Oh, really? They put it. Oh, they didn't realise they put it in the mouth as well. I thought it was yeah. always straight ass. No, so then it was either the mouth for the heretics. So heretics, remind me, that's people who go against the religion? Yeah, so who speak out against the church. Okay, so everyone. Pretty much. Uh, witches, vagina, homosexuals, up the rectum. Ooh, I just, uh, then it would be ooh. twisted and expanded. <laughs> Could crack jaws. Break teeth, obviously cause cause a lot of rupturing and bleeding. Oh god, like intense pain oh. and like tearing of muscles and skin and all sorts. And if it was a witch they were doing, they'd normally be sent straight to be burnt at the stake afterwards as soon as they got the confession anywhere. Well, imagine how many twists do you reckon you could handle? Not many, not many at all. Like I don't. I reckon half a twist. I don't even think. Honestly, they would push that against my ass to the point of I would admit to being a homosexual witch. To the point of it, it was like, it would like, if you see see my lips, like it would go. <laughs> it would just touch it. Touch it. And I'd straight up be like, I confess to it all. Uh, apparently. I confess to all of it. Kill me now. <laughs> there was ones that had spikes on the end and on the rod. <sighs> so once it was in the mouth and start expanding, it would grip onto the throat. Oh! And then when they closed it. To bring it out, it would rip the throat out as well. Also, oh my god, with intestines as well. Intestines from that's how deep it was in you. Yeah. Oh, oh my god, was it hot? I assumed it was hot. I don't think it was. I think it was cold. Oh, in my mind, all of these tortures make it hot. It would be hot after being because you'd be sweating a bit. I imagine with panic. But yeah, that's the pair of anguish. The pair of anguish is possibly the worst thing ever. Do you think? I just think it's so, so horribly horrendous. But then there is, obviously, there's there's fun ones, which is there's, like, the skull's bridle, which... Because there's two versions. There's, like, the males... There's, this, there's one for men and women, separate ones. They have two different versions of them for them for some reason. But basically, if you just talk too much, I think, <laughs> some of them just... It seems to be the skull's bridle just seems to be, like, someone that was, like... Shut up, woman. And she didn't. So they just kind of, it's like a weird, it's a metal cage for your face. And there's a little plank that sits, a metal piece that will sit over your tongue. And it would literally it'll stand there so you can't, like, it would just be like a little tongue presser so that you can't talk. All right. That's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, it's not great. I'm looking at a photo now of a man leading a woman with one on, like, <laughs> which is pretty messed up. But yeah, that, that one's... 
like those are like everyone and then i mean like people would use these have been used like all across europe and i think like up until about the 1630s and then i think there's no more i can't seem to find oh shit no they were used in bolton and lancaster as late as 1856 again too late come on come too late too late. So uh, I found this site with which they're using like our main like source for all these crazy tortures, which is actually called medievalwarfare.info slash torture, and it's fucking brilliant <laughs> because it's just it's just this worst list of all these horrible things. Which is what we really come here for, anyway. Oh, I'm just looking at the wheel photos. Yeah, there's a uh, obviously what's the first is the wooden horse, but obviously it was also referred to as the Spanish donkey, which was just. A piece of wood, a big block of wood, sharpened into a big triangle, and like a sharp triangle, and they would sit you on it, and then they would put weights on either le- on either of your legs, and just your weight of it would slowly pull you on to the sharp and spiked, just ripping into you. It was also called the Judas Cradle as well. The Judas Cradle. Oh. That does, yeah, I don't like the sound of that. That's... What, you don't like the sound of something that immediately gets your balls? Mm-hmm. Again, Spanish Inquisition used it quite a bit. Well, yeah, referred to it's referred to as the Spanish donkey. And there again, there's an image. I'm not gonna lie. There's an image on this website which seems to be from a, like a weird bondage drawing. Yeah, there's quite a bit. Like I had to sieve through quite a bit of that. There was a couple of websites that I was like, mm, this isn't the sort of torture I'm after. Yeah, well, if you just look at broad research in the terms torture. Some stuff will come up. Well, it was medieval torture, but it still came up anywhere. Uh, yeah, but that's just what you've got. It's got your preferences set to. <laughs> of course, the the classic example of medieval torture is one that we, I feel like we all know about, which is the rack, which they... Uh, it seems to be like... Sometimes I feel like being put on a rack and stretched, so it would, your ropes would be tied to your, each of your arms and your legs, and then they stretch you out, and then they just tighten the ropes, and then just pull you. Yeah. Pull simple. you so much that your bones break, they pull your sockets out, and then but sometimes do you not feel like that would be amazing? Like five turns. Just Imagine really, how straightened out you'd be. Just to really crack that bit in your back that you can't get. Oh, just ah, oh, just fully, just like properly connected over your shoulders like that, and they like yeah. stretch you up. Like crack oh I'm like just thinking about that. Like honestly, it like turns me on a little bit. Just the thought By the time you do get to turn six and seven. <laughs> oh yeah, then you yeah, the most the worst thing. Immediately all these things become horrible. There was the sore as well, which was where you were hung up by your legs. And <gasps> just this Yeah, this was fucking crazy. It was like how they can be like, yeah, this is a form of thing. They just cut you with a saw. Straight down the middle. Just They just hold you up like a pork, like you're a pig. We they tie you and it's literally it's butchery. It's all it is. Yeah, it's, it's a straight up butcher. butchery. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Ah, uh, this is what I wanted. The heretic's fork was the one that I was talking about, which is horrible. So basically it's just uh it's a neck band. A very stylish choker. And then it's a sharp fork that goes from your chest plate. And it rests on the edge of your chin. And basically, so you always have to look up to God, because that's what the whole thing is. You've got to be praying at God. So if you let your head rest, it like really digs into your, like straight into your throat. And it goes into like your, into your vocal cords, because that's literally, they pin it, they can pin it there. So like, if you fall asleep, you wake up and so you, and they just keep it on till you basically recant whatever you've done. Or you just basically renounce the other thing and you say sorry and be like, yep, we'll go. I'll be with God again. 
stop leaving this horrible thing stuck on my throat. I mean, I think I'd pretty, I'd, I'd, I'd side with God pretty quickly to get any of these off. Yeah, I mean, there's people, but I feel like people's word meant a lot more to them before. Yeah, definitely. Like, now, honestly, take now two minutes. I look at the chair and they're like, well, if you put on that and then we're going to torture you until you die or admit you're a witch. I'm like, oh, okay, so what happens then? Oh, then we'll kill you. It's like, well, you kill me quick. I'm like, yeah, we'll kill you straight away. Because they're like, I'm a witch then. <laughs> kill me straight away. I'm not going through it. Yep, witch. Me. Which well one thing oh one thing that I definitely wanted to say before we end is the knee splitters oh you, yeah you see those ones the, the knee splitters they would put it so then you basically it was like a knee breaker device so it would be like a, a piece of wood that would be close tight you put over your knees like so it'd be pressed together and then you keep ramming in pegs of wood so that it just keeps moving your legs in tighter and tighter. And there was a real good, a famous one that they were used on a guy. So there was this case, it was like called the in Loudon in France. There was this priest who basically got killed for being in line with, for possessing these nuns set with like a succubus. And they basically, it was just, it was a, he was a fucking character as well. I can't remember his name, but he was a, he was a French priest who basically just kept sleeping with all these women. And then he got like his best mate's daughter pregnant. So he basically turned against him. They executed him, and they put the and I think he basically he would ne- wouldn't recant and say admit wrongs. So he wouldn't basically beg for forgiveness because he was like I didn't I did all these I did all these things wrong, but I'm I'm not in line with the devil, kind of thing. And I think they put like eight pegs of these, and like they just obliterate your legs, and they <sighs> seem the worst fucking thing. They just smash smashing your knees. Uh, so yeah, we're, that's uh, the end of medieval torture for now. Yeah, for now, part one. Maybe there'll be all, a part two. All, yeah, we can always we can always revisit torture. There's there's always going to be horrible ways people are killing each other. Oh, but I didn't. I forgot to tell my my horrible my story about when I walked into my uh, torture chamber. Maybe this linked into my fear of vampires because again, it's probably around the sort of same sort of time. I went to Warwick Castle. And as a very small child, I used to live in Warwickshire and I had my fake, I had all the plastic armor on and the I had dressed up like a little knight. We walked all around. And I was like, this is a great day. And then they went into the dungeons and there's like a torture dungeon there. And it was the single most hyper realistic. Dum- they don't have it anymore because I think it was just too fucking horrifying. We walked down in, and it was the dust torture. This dumb torture debt chamber, and it was fucking scarring because like I was must have been like four. I just remember walking around seeing like all these people in cages. All the, they did the thing with the hook coming out through the guts. Oh yes, I was terrified of. I was literally from that point. I was so scared of everything for a while after that. I love places like that. Not anymore though. I'm numb to it. York apparently has a good dungeon. Where? York. York. Mm. I can imagine. Lots of people died there. Yeah, a big Viking thing as well. Ooh, Vikings in York? Is it like a museum? I think it is. Huh. Yeah, it's pretty good. Huh. That's pretty fun. Yeah, but that wraps up uh, Torture Part that, 1. Oh, that rack racks up, does it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, uh, as always, uh, thank you for listening. You can uh, contact us at uh, 109 Ocean Avenue 
at gmail.com. Oh, uh, one quick thing. I don't, the the fucking world's gone is going crazy again. It's it's wicked. The ball of craziness has has picked up rolling, and uh, so in America now, currently in the midst of all the Black Lives Matter protests, there's been a ma- massive change again. We've 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 backed back and forth that with in the UK for grossness as well uh, for trans people's rights to like healthcare now can just be denied by their healthcare providers for no other reason. Or I think is from what I've taken away from it. And amidst of two brutal murders of two trans people, like two trans people died, I think in New York and uh, Georgia at the time. And in the same time at the UK, I think the conservatives have backed out of a, I think one that was just going to be make gender assignment or not. I think changing your gender for forms and shit. It was basically, they were going to streamline the process. And I think they were like, nah, we need to not be doing that. Plus, have you seen the fucking, that fucking conservative wankers came out and spoke on Andrew Marr and was saying like, he thought the the black lives matter thing was, was taken from an idea from game of Thrones. Oh yeah. I saw that. That was honestly, it's fucking, Oh, so uh, obviously, keep. Uh, I think if people are still, pro- if you can still protesting, still be protesting, and obviously keep donating because we. It's definitely the world is that has likes to pick a theme for a month, and we like, yeah, it was great. We did that for a month. Aren't we great? Everyone does a little. Everyone treats themselves like uh, Michael C. Hall at the end of the Breakfast Club and punch themselves on their arm. And they're like, yeah, put a little black square. I did great. And uh, yeah, and I feel like, uh, who am I? Again, I'm fucking no one to be, it makes no sense for me saying this, but still, if, people, if you can keep going out and uh, donating to anything you can, or doing anything, I don't know, maybe 2020 seems to be such the shittest year. And maybe it could also be the, for being so shit, everyone kind of, it gives everyone a good, sh- the shake. Everyone, the shake that everyone so desperately needs to stop looking at themselves and being like, Maybe we can all stop being dicks. Yeah, maybe we can move on. And maybe maybe people. this is the year now that we... And I'm not... Look, and I'm everyone else, someone other people might not be thinking like this, but maybe if everyone starts treating each other all a bit nicer and stuff, maybe like that's when the aliens and things will just start openly talking with one another. Yeah. When we start becoming earthlings, because that's what the new thing now, I feel like that's what we need to all... Like, let's all get behind we earth. Yeah, one one united civilization Earth. as earthlings. Yeah. That's what we need. Everyone needs to sort their shit together, me included. That's the thing. It's like <laughs> the great thing of being like pointing a finger at anyone else. You point three fingers back at you. But also remember, there's still possibly there's that virus going around still. That's still a thing. That, yeah, that's very much. I, still I feel a like thing. I don't know about any other countries, but the UK, we like went well done now. We've done, the summer's almost over, football's back on, everyone just get back on with it. But we're still in the midst of a a global pandemic as well as all the other stuff. So, I don't know, try and be good to each other. Care a little more. Care a little more. Uh, Yeah, but anyway, email us (laughs) or contact us on uh, the Instagrams, I don't know, drop us any sort of message. If you have a a recommendation for a topic or anything we should cover. Uh, and yeah, uh, or you can contact us personally. I am at Stay Teak. And I'm at Jack Blank. Yeah. Okay, guys. Uh, yeah. 
Peace out. Laters.